I wanted to begin this podcast applauding the news yesterday, October 6, 2021, of the long-awaited development of a vaccine for malaria announced by the World Health Organization of the vaccine developed by GSK in Britain. Blessings to the many scientists who worked so hard over the years to develop this. It's a true medical breakthrough. Over 50 years ago, I had the chance to be in East Africa for a couple of months and then had become aware of this lethal killer. Over 200,000 children a year die due to malaria in sub-Saharan Africa alone. Vaccine trials were completed in three countries in Africa with over 800,000 participants tested to find the efficacy of this vaccine. Uh, Now the logistical challenge of distribution can begin. Can you imagine the huge sigh of relief heard all over Africa? So on to our lesson. Uh, Two nights ago, while trying to go to sleep, I was thinking about a lesson that I'm in the process of making using 17 photographs. And the one photo among them all that came to me at that time is this photo of this man. I began to wonder what emotion he was trying to convey and what conversation pattern he might use to convey that sense of feeling he was wishing to express. Feelings in conversation are conveyed even though you may not visually see the one talking, and that is done through very common conversation patterns spanning all languages. Feelings are common to all, and patterns expressing those feelings are common to all. I can clearly remember when I was first beginning to find my way teaching conversation skills, When I had a conversation with a guy in Korea who had for years formally studied um, English, but expressed his frustration that although he could speak some English, that he felt he wasn't really able to express himself. What he was telling me was that even though he had lots of English knowledge, the inability to express feelings in language was something that was frustrating him, and he was looking for an answer. As I have said many times before, emotions dictate conversation. Simple conversation patterns are the conduit through which emotions are subtly conveyed. You don't need extensive vocabulary knowledge like you need to read a book. You don't need to go down the rabbit hole of learning idioms and slang. You don't have to feel that you are one more complex grammar rule away from being able to speak well. It is all smoke and mirrors, leading you to frustration. Learn to identify and use conversation patterns, and you can learn to easily express yourself. Focus on the patterns. Expressing yourself involves navigating the emotions which are communed by the use of easy conversation patterns. It is as simple as that. 
Concentrate on conversation skills first, reading and writing skills later. So back to this photo. I imagine while I was thinking about it before going to sleep, that this guy was probably using one of these two sets of patterns to express the way he was feeling. Feelings of frustration are obviously apparent. So let me show you the patterns I think he would have used to express himself. There will be two here. The first set. The V is simply a verb. You just add the verb. You know, I couldn't help crying. I couldn't help but cry. I had no choice but to cry. There's nothing I could do but cry. There isn't anything I can do but um, finish it. Oftentimes, because you are frustrated, you'll find that you use this in the past tense. You know, I couldn't help uh, yelling at him. I couldn't help um, forgetting it. So, obviously, you may not be able to um, feel comfortable with all of these at the same time, but just take a couple of them at a time and begin to come familiar with them, and you can use them. Uh, with an adjective, you simply add the um, B, as you can see here. I can't help being angry. I couldn't help but be upset. So with the adjective, this simple addition. You'll often find uh, the use of this dynamic adverb here, and I rarely talk about the use of adverbs, but the verb, um, the adverb just here has a myriad of, of um, uh, ways that you can use it. You can use it, number one, when you don't know the reason or you can't explain it, you know. Um, you know, why did um, you do that? Oh, I, you know, I just did it. You can use it, number two, when you don't want to explain. Somebody asks, why did you go there? Well, I, I just went there. Number three, it, you refer to things that happened from five seconds ago to one day ago. You know, I just called her. Number four, it can also mean I only. And the fifth way that it's used is it can emphasize the verb, the adjective, or the pattern. So, I just can't help doing it. So, it's used with these patterns that we I just highlighted two slides ago, but it gives more emphasis. Just is one of the greatest adverbs in the English language. Uh, you know, without the added verb or adjective, this is what you get. I can't help it. I had no choice. There was nothing I could do. Obviously, in the, the, the bottom two, there was would be followed by the same past tense with can. So that's one way that I think he would have been expressing himself had I been able to hear him talking. The second one that I think that he could have used is 
this one. You know, there's no point in talking to her. There's no sense in meeting him. There's no use buying that. In is optional. If you want to add the adjective, there's no point in being angry. There's no use in being angry. Without the verb or the adjective, it, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. There's no point. Once again, you can use the adverb just here to emphasize it. One other small variation is um, this. I see no point in uh, telling them that. I don't see any point in trying to explain myself. In is optional. So here you have um, our friend. I don't know who he is, but I think it's a great photograph. And you can find all this in um, Lesson 10.